Welcome to Relationship Workout for Men, a podcast dedicated to helping men be intentional in choosing a better partner and being a better partner for the person they choose. Season 3, Episode 2, Give Good Chemistry Value Add. As guys, we often think we feel chemistry with someone new just because we want to get into our pants. Well, clearly this can be partially true. After all, if your arousal meter is registering nap time, you might not be feeling any chemistry with her. However, the truth is that many of us guys would be quite happy having sex with just about any reasonably attractive female that moves. Yes, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but few would argue that we don't have a relatively lax criteria for sleeping with someone new. Women, on the other hand, seem to draw from a totally different will-have-sex deck of cards. For the most part, they are much more selective. And why is that? And how can you know what code will unlock her chastity belt? To help answer these questions, let's take a step back and try to answer the question, well, what is chemistry? I break chemistry into two categories, external cues and thoughts. Let's start with describing the external cues and then we'll move over to exploring how what's going on in one's noggin can affect chemistry. So what are those external cues that signal to each other that a tasty chemistry morsel might be within reach? Well, for starters, there are sensory features. Obviously, the first thing you see is the physical person, her eyes, lips, height, waistline. No doubt, on a first date, you're likely checking out her butt as she walks away to use the bathroom and sneaking a glance topside when you can and perhaps wondering if they're real. In addition to what you can see, there's also her scent. Is her aroma coming across as, I gotta get me some of that bouquet? Or is a whiff of her worse than smelling salts? Of course, touch is huge, not to sound like some trashy romantic novel, but does your mouth water when you feel every part of her? Or, or does the weather report predict drought ahead? Then of course, there's taste, and I'll let you imagine examples of this one. Unfortunately, it's hard to know how strong, extreme sensory chemistry can titillate the senses until you've experienced it for yourself. For those who have, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It can be truly addictive. If you've never experienced off-the-chart sensory chemistry, then trust me, it's incredible. However, for chemistry to be realized, there usually must be cues of sexual interest. Hey, if the other person comes off as completely indifferent, well, it can be hard to feel a chemistry vibe. Yes, many people like to play it hard to get, but too much gamemanship can eventually take you out of the game. This is where the artful deployment of flirting can go a long way. A woman doesn't have to spread her legs and tape a sign on her forehead to show her interest. Little signs of, I'm interested, available, but not easy, flirting can keep a guy interested in pursuing. Likewise, if you don't pick up on her flirting interests and show interest back, she might just give up and move her interests elsewhere. That said, sensory features and signs of sexual interest are not the only chemistry cues. Signs of potential relationship quality still must be there. This starts literally on the first date. Basically, the more drama you two have together over time, the more likely it is that the passion and excitement to tear each other's clothes off will be replaced with separate bedrooms and tears of what once was. So let's break this down a bit, starting with the first date chemistry etiquette. For a woman, right off the bat, cues of chemistry include your showing interest and learning about her as a person, versus just showing off or being obvious about your desire to just have sex with her. A woman wants a guy to be into her and not only interested in himself and his own needs. 
Basically, when a guy isn't picking up on the details she's sharing about herself, this can raise a huge red flag that all he's interested in is in sex. After all, if the guy was truly interested in what she's about, he would be asking follow-up questions to learn more about what she's all about and truly listening to her answers. Flattering a woman on the first date with too many you're so beautiful comments can also put a freeze on the chemistry. This type of early complimenting can make the woman think all the guy's interested in is her body and not her as a person with intelligence, feelings, and a wealth of interesting things to share. Of course, once the guy has established genuine interest, then by all means compliment away. What woman can resist genuine compliments? Basically, on the first date, it's all about showing genuine, respectful interest in her. On the second date, however, the roles get somewhat reversed. Whereas on the first date, perhaps the majority of the conversation centered on her, by the second date, she should also be inquiring about you. She needs to be finding out more about all the little things that make you tick and bring joy into your life. If she doesn't, then you might see potential red flags blazing that she might be an all-about-me, high-maintenance girl who is just looking for a relationship that supports only her needs. No matter how sexy she might be, eventually this will get old and tiring. After the first few dates, if you two decide there's enough chemistry to keep seeing each other, the topics discussed in the Relationship Workout for Men podcast, designed to help you be a better partner, will come more into play. After all, no matter how strong initially, chemistry can be diluted over time if not taken care of with a strong partnership. Essentially, drama can kill the attraction. For instance, continual fighting can cause the sexual interest to wane as you slowly start disliking one another. If a woman loses her respect for her guy, perhaps no longer seeing him as a real man, this can kill the chemistry too. Women don't want to have sex with boys. And of course, keeping oneself physically fit can also go a long way to helping you keep the traction strong as well. So those are some of the key external cues now let's look at how what's going on in our thoughts can also impact potential chemistry. Okay, so you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that men and women often have dramatically different ideas of what they want regarding chemistry. As a guy, your initial chemistry filter might be laser focused on what she looks like in and out of a bikini. Me want sex, sex, sex might very well be what's queued up first in your do we have chemistry thoughts. She, on the other hand, might have her sights set on something dramatically different. Can you say love, commitment, and potential wedding bells? Yes, those examples are gross generalizations and sexist stereotypes. However, the point still stands that when you've met someone new, you can't assume you both have the same desires in the chemistry department. Likewise, just because you feel chemistry with her doesn't mean she's feeling it with you and vice versa. And why the potential differences? Well, for starters, if a woman agrees to have sex and gets pregnant, the consequences can be huge for her. If she decides to keep the baby, that means nine months of pregnancy plus at least 18 years of caring for her child. The guy, on the other hand, could walk away and just pay a monthly, albeit potentially very large, child support bill. And many guys don't even do this. Of course, women have choices. Many protect themselves with birth control, while they can also opt for an abortion or adoption. This can make it easier for women to say yes to sex more often, but in general, women are much more selective than men with this regard. And why is this? At least part of the answer could very well be based in evolution. 
As described in The Evolution of Desire by David Buss, quote, because women in our evolutionary past risk enormous investment as a consequence of having sex, evolution favored women who are highly selective about their mates, end of quote. This basically means that women who became pregnant while being too casual regarding sex had children that were less likely to survive. These children's fathers, for whatever reason, didn't step up to the plate and do the things necessary to ensure their children's survival. On the other hand, women who made strong choices on who would father their children had children that were much more likely to survive and continue the gene pool. So with this evolutionary backdrop, in the next episode, we'll take a deeper look into what women and men want in their sexual partners. Mm -hmm.